1: You're listening to Shake Them Ropes, a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com for news, commentary, opinion, podcasts, and more in the world of pro wrestling. This episode of Shake Them Ropes is brought to you by the Voices of Wrestling Amazon affiliate link. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Amazon to shop on Amazon like normal at no extra cost to you. Every purchase you make, a portion goes to help support the growth of VoicesOfWrestling.com. That's VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Amazon. Whenever you're looking to shop through Amazon, make sure you go through the Voices of Wrestling affiliate link. That's VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Amazon. Follow Rob McCarron on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. Follow Jeff Hawkins on Twitter at CrapGame13. Shake Them Ropes is available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Downcast, and any RSS reader you may be using. All the information is at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Subscribe today. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Enjoy the show. We hope to keep you around here at Shake Them Ropes. Robin McCarron. Jeff Hawkins. Is it? Can it be? It is! The phenomenal one is here! AJ Styles! Oh my gosh! You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarran and Jeff Hawkins. It has been rumored for weeks that the hottest free agent in sports entertainment was heading to WWE! Styles is here!
0: Every man or woman here, if you ever hear me again, remember this, that if you wish to be great at all, you must begin where you are and with what you are. He who would be great anywhere must first be great in his own Philadelphia, Russell H. Conwell. Today on Shake Them Ropes, it's the road to WrestleMania, or is it the road to KO-mania? Because can one have a road to WrestleMania without many of the participants in the top two matches for more than three minutes? Also, we go over our top 100 match to see before you die on the WWE Network. The Rock versus Hulk Hogan from Toronto. WrestleMania number 18 here on Shake Them Ropes. Joining me now, the host of Shake Them Ropes, Rob McCarran. Rob, how goes it?
1: It's going well. It's going super well. Yes, we're going to talk about WrestleMania 18, the WrestleMania that uh, you always confuse with WrestleMania 19.
0: <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't bring that
1: up. Um, but we are going to talk about, oh, come on, longtime listeners. No, I mean, this has been a recurring thing, apparently, <laughs> with you is, you know, WrestleMania 18, WrestleMania 19 may as well be the uh, thing. Okay, quick quiz, Jeff. Yes. Ric Flair versus Undertaker happened at 18 or 19.
0: Uh, that was on this one. So because I, I watched it. <laughs> and, and what is
1: that? 18 or 19?
0: This is 18.
1: Yes, very good. Good job. Okay, thank you. <laughs> good job. Also, the, uh, the highly praised Kane versus Angle match, and I say that sarcastically. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of matches on this show, not counting the Heat match. There are, uh, what, 11? 11 matches.
0: This one goes to 11, I believe. Yes.
1: 11 matches on this show, including the all-important Maven versus Goldust <laughs> for the hardcore title.
0: I'll tell you what was interesting about this match. I watched also the WrestleMania Rewind version of yeah, it, yeah, behind the scenes, uh-huh, Hulk Hogan being pure Hulk Hogan, <laughs> you know, brother, it was the biggest two biggest icons ever in the history of the sport coming together for one time. i just okay, great.
1: you know what though he's not he's really not wrong, he's
0: I mean he's not far off. I'll give him that
1: the Rock and Hulk Hogan in the same match. No one no one thought it would be possible, and here they are. So we're going to talk about Rock and Hogan, which is match number, uh, what is it, Fifth, uh, 40. 40, right? 40. Yeah, 40. We're going to talk about that one today. Uh, we're going to talk about The Undertaker versus Shane. No Undertaker, no Shane on Raw, but we did get a little bit of Vince adding a stipulation to it. We also got the Roman Reigns beating up of triple H hiding around the corner of the garage. So we got a lot of stuff to get to. We got WrestleMania. I mean, most of the card for WrestleMania, they kind of just threw together that intercontinental title match. Let's talk about that first. What do you think about the intercontinental title ladder match being announced? Kevin Owens versus six other dudes, including Zack Ryder and Sin Cara.
0: Well, I like Kevin Owens on this show on this entire raw. He He was great. great the MVP. I mean, he, just, even in the, even in segments where he wasn't supposed to look good, he was pretty darn good. I'm happy for Zack Ryder. I really am. He's been with this company for 10 years and he finally gets a singles matchup, you know, for what it is. It's not a one on one match necessarily, but it's something it's a step above a battle royale or a pre show match or something with Mojo Raleigh. So I'm happy for him that he gets to be in this position. I'm still vaguely disturbed that they're going to go back to a ladder match for the Intercontinental title a year after Daniel Bryan basically ended his career in a ladder match at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental title.
1: Ah, Daniel, that wasn't the end of it. He was was long gone pretty much before that and afterwards. Like The ladder match may have been the safest part of his whole run.
0: Hear me out on this just a little bit, though. Because you have two guys in this match with surgically repaired shoulders, one of whom's been very banged up by ladder matches in his career, one who got knocked out for a while because of a ladder. Mm -hmm. So I'm in Sin Cara and and Sami Zayn. So, and, you know, as much as I do like the stunt show aspect of it, it's become a law of diminishing returns in that nobody remembers these matches anymore. They used to be very, very memorable, and now it's just, okay, who's going to do the big spot? Who's going to end up going above and beyond because somebody in the bag told them, well, this is your chance for a big moment. I worry a bit about that, but, you know, the participants themselves, you know, it's a very athletic uh, seven-pack we have here. So, I mean, I'm I'm fairly excited, but I'm cautionary excited. Is that good enough?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, because you're right. I mean, this is the... This is a crazy year for injuries for WWE. I mean, we had another one last night in Luke Harper. We had right. one last week in Neville. Uh everyone is hurt. John Cena is not at this WrestleMania. You know, Cesaro is out, Tyson Kidd, Seth Rollins, Randy Orton. There's a lot of uh big to uh, small names out of this WrestleMania uh because of injury. And then you go ahead and put another ladder match out there where, you know, these guys are working WrestleMania. They're in a ladder match. They're going to want to outdo previous ladder matches and have one hell of a show. And, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have been in crazy ladder matches before. I'm sure they got stuff in their mind that they're going to want to do. So you're putting guys in your most injured year maybe ever. You know, I haven't looked at the numbers, but... It 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 seems awfully uh, like this is the biggest injury year of WWE numbers wise, and you are putting everyone in a ladder match here, especially Zack Ryder. You know he's gonna want to make a, a name for himself in his first real big moment at WrestleMania, and yeah, it seems kind. It seems counterproductive. Like I'm gonna look forward to it. We we did this at the Masato Tanaka Mike Awesome match last week, where we can really enjoy a match, and then you think. Oh, man, how much damage did this match do on these guys? Like, you're going to go to WrestleMania, and that might be the one match where a lot of people are looking forward to that the most, the ladder match with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and the like. And it's just going to do damage. And you're right, Sami Zayn coming off a shoulder injury in a match that seems to tear up people's shoulders a lot. So it's interesting. I I don't know what else you do. Do you just do a regular multi-man match? At first, I thought they might have just changed it to a four-way as that raw was progressing, that it might've just been Sammy Dolph and Miz going up against Kevin Owens. And then all of a sudden, you know, we add Stardust and Cara and Zack Ryder just because. So Kevin Owens was the MVP of that raw.
0: Yeah. I but was a little surprised that Jericho AJ wasn't in this, but they I, broke them off.
1: Yeah. When they, when they were going really with Dolph and Sammy Zane and the Miz, I'm like, okay, maybe AJ and Chris Jericho will be in this, but you know, that was another match added. We got Chris Jericho and AJ Styles one-on-one um, I don't believe we have a, uh, a stipulation for that. Maybe they mm. maybe they do something on SmackDown tonight. Maybe they do uh, some type of uh, stipulation because AJ made the challenge and then Chris Jericho didn't officially accept it by any means. But it's probably happening and there might be some type of stipulation. And at this point, if you were thinking about it, Jeff, Um, We brought it up kind of last week. Loser leaves town for Jericho AJ Styles. Uh, Are you feeling maybe if they add a stipulation that it could be something else? Is that kind of fit? What do you think?
0: I just don't think they could do that stipulation given the Undertaker stipulation that they added. They wouldn't do that twice in a show to me. But, you know, I could I could see them, you know, maybe putting it in a cage or. Uh, i don't know no, no, I, there, not, there's yeah, no there's yeah. no stipula- there's no stipulation in their wheelhouse that they really kind of go to for these kinds of kinds of matches because you have you have stipulations all up and down this card already you have a ladder match you have a street fight you have basically a retirement match for the undertaker sort of um you know you have a three on four handicap you have a lot of bells and whistles already this might just be the quote unquote straight match to help <laughs> to help temper anything that may go wrong with say Ryback and Kalisto.
1: Right. Yeah, you can uh Ryback and Kalisto just a singles match regular for the US title. Um I have a feeling that one's going 3 minutes. At I have a feeling
0: that that's going on the pre-show.
1: Could go on the pre-show too. I if you were to pick, so we'll go through this card a little bit, but I mean the, last night's raw was I don't think it was game changing, but it was certainly interesting. Uh, let's, let's talk about this Undertaker Shane, because you mentioned how Vince McMahon comes out and only, you know, for a couple of minutes gets on the mic. Mm-hmm. And he adds that if Undertaker loses this match, you know, trying to give Undertaker more incentive to really just take out Shane McMahon and just kill him. Cause now your career is on the line. Like if Undertaker loses this match, Vince McMahon is going to fire him. He's done. He's no more WrestleManias in him. He's, he's a goner. And, this this kind of started a uh a somewhat lively uh Twitter uh conversation between myself and the uh the Voices of Wrestling podcast guys. But it's it's a sentiment that it's out there, you know, on both sides by a lot of people really. You know, questions of what is Undertaker's motivation? Why is he doing Vince McMahon's bidding? How does this stipulation make sense? The stipulation that's added kind of gives away the finish. And I want to take that angle first, Jeff. The stipulation added that if Undertaker loses this match, he is done. No more WrestleManias for this guy. Uh, what did you first initially think when that stipulation was added?
0: That it wasn't necessary because because Undertaker was already a willing participant in this match. He didn't. He didn't need that. It's it's just to make Vince look more like a jerk. And I get that, but that also to me tips the hand. If you're putting two stipulations in this match. You're not gonna you're not gonna blue ball the audience and not come through on both. So I think, yeah, I think Undertaker kills Shane, he kills Vince, and either he lies down or someone else injures him enough for Shane to pin him. I think I think that's the obvious play here.
1: Well, you're absolutely you? right. It's it's unnecessary, but it's also two stipulations all on the same side, right? I mean, both stipulations are only enacted if Shane McMahon wins.
0: Right, but there's no reason to put them if you're not going to follow through.
1: Oh, absolutely. No, I agree. But it's funny when you have stipulations on the side. Usually it's, okay, this one's fighting for so-and-so, and and this one's fighting for so-and-so. And and like, if one man wins, he gets this. If the other man wins, he gets this. In in this stipulation now, if Shane McMahon wins, The Undertaker is done and Shane gets Raw. But if Undertaker wins, just everything is the same way it's always been. Correct. So (laughs) it's weird in that sense.
0: It's very weird. And you have something you could have put up. Right. You know, you have different
1: things like the motivation the- here, um, because a lot of the questions out there are what are Undertaker's motivations and now what's the motivation for this? And, you know, I think you don't have to think too hard about it. And this was one of the comments that kind of got under my skin a little bit is when people are saying, uh, you know, making fun of the don't think too hard, like, oh, WWE, don't think too much. Uh, and I don't mean this as don't think too hard because, you know, it's stupid. I'm not trying to say don't think at all. I'm saying the answer is right there in a lot of ways. Quit trying to think outside of the answer to try and find a different answer. Undertaker's motivation now, in Vince McMahon's mind, he is giving Undertaker this stipulation like, okay, if you were going to, you know, leave anything on the table or, you know, give a little bit or not take it all out on Shane McMahon, well, now I'm giving you this reason where you better, you know, kill Shane McMahon because if you don't, you're done. So he's kind of hedging his bet here. Hold on. He's kind of hedging his bet here. Like, I'm going to make sure everything is against Undertaker if he loses so that he really, you know, goes out there and tries to beat up Shane. And in a way, it's kind of just selling the match, right? It's just selling like Shane. He's out there on Raw saying Shane McMahon is Undertaker's most formidable opponent. Come on. <laughs> with,
0: with no irony and no playing it up.
1: I mean, come on. Yeah. With that. But you know, so it's kind of adding into the sense there. And you're right. I mean, basically, this stipulation doesn't necessarily have to get not played up at all. But if Shane McMahon were to win, he gets Raw. And in theory, whatever stipulation you just put on Undertaker, it's kind of like during the, the during the Invasion days where stipulations were added and then it was just kind of forgotten the next week because of a, you know, another turnabout. If Undertaker loses, Shane McMahon gets Raw. Shane could easily just, you know, hire back Undertaker. Like this yeah. this stipulation doesn't have to stick.
0: There's a way to do the same stipulation if you want to with the Undertaker, you just have Vince go full dick and say for lack of a better term
1: just go full dick vince McMahon. Just go and full say, on dick
0: if you can't even beat my son then what use are you to me
1: true no
0: yeah and then that perfect that's there's your logic there you go if you can't beat shane mcmahon you're of no use to the world wrestling entertainment company
1: and i think that's the issue i take because we can find logic in it there are things that make sense is wwe doing a great job of making that logic no no but I get I, I see people saying that there's no logic to it at all, and that's just not true.
0: Well, uh, logic only exists on what they say in TV. We're fantasy booking here. I just created a logical storyline out of their garbage where people in the room should be asking these questions. Writers who write should be asking these questions. And either Vince isn't listening or nobody's bringing it to the table. Now, for Vince, you You have the MacGuffin you could always bring up as his stipulation. I get the lockbox, whatever that may be, if I win. And that way you have some plausible deniability that, hey, maybe Vince can win this one.
1: Yeah, because that's been we
0: see what's in there.
1: Right. That's been a forgotten thing. I mean, I didn't think it was going to be something that brought up that was brought up after uh, after the fact. I thought it was just kind of a way to introduce Shane back on TV. But you're right. I mean, they forgot it. And if Shane loses this match, he doesn't get raw. He wanted raw. Like this was the lockbox was his way of blackmailing uh, to get raw, right? So if he doesn't get raw because he loses this match, he still has that box with whatever's inside of it. What's to stop him from releasing its contents into the world? Nothing.
0: No, (laughs) just, it's one of those things where it's like, well, okay, maybe that's their out. If Shane loses, he releases what's in the lockbox.
1: Right. Yeah. But I
0: don't think he's going to lose. I don't think you can put two stipulations on a match on one side and then go, nope, we're not going to follow through with either of those. And then that, I mean, and the retirement stip gives a nice cliffhanger for next year. You know, maybe Undertaker wants to take some rest and some time. And that way, if he doesn't want to come back, he doesn't have to. You have the retirement stip in there and you can always reinstate him at any time.
1: Yeah. So when you heard the stipulation and they added it, did you think more in the favor that Shane might win more in the favor that undertaker might win. Like did it sway your uh, preconceptions before that at all?
0: Oh, it immediately made me think the, uh, the the quote unquote star Wars finish.
1: The star Wars finish.
0: Yes. where under where undertaker plays Darth Vader and takes out the emperor before (laughs) succumbing. (laughs) I thought immediately Shane's going to win this match.
1: All right. Yeah, me too. I kind of, you know, I, I saw some uh, people thinking, well, why give away the fact that The Undertaker is going to win? And I don't think it does that at all. I think the stipulation actually adds to the belief that Shane might win. Because no, you because- have that out. Yeah. You have the out of Shane just hiring Undertaker back if you were to get control of Raw. We, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how long Shane's going to be around. But if you're adding the stipulation, there's an easy way out of it. And you're yeah, not we- necessarily false advertising. It's just kind of it's another storyline plot. Like, you know, I'm getting one under Vince Yet again, like you wanted to fire Undertaker. Well, guess what? I'm his boss. They did this with Steve Austin before, right? Where Steve Austin was fired. Then Shane had the contract all along. They've done this before. And oh, it's yeah, not necessarily. It
0: with... Yeah, go Foley. ahead. They did it with Foley before too, I believe.
1: Yeah. So it, yeah. this isn't, you know, going back on a storyline. This is just, you know, one boss says something and then guess what? He's not the boss anymore.
0: It's it's easier to go back on that stipulation than another we're going to get rid of the authority. Oh, no, they're back three weeks later. Here you go. Yeah,
1: that was, I mean, that was kind of ridiculous because there wasn't an out. It was just, they were, they were back. Yeah. And that's kind of all it was. Um, but yeah, we had, uh, and this was a question and this has brought been brought up by many, but I replied to it at voices wrestling on Twitter. Uh, the main voices of wrestling, uh, podcast with rich and Joe go check it out. Uh, this taker Shane match makes less sense by the minute. What the hell is this anymore? Why is taker fighting? What is the answer, Jeff, to the question that why is The Undertaker wrestling Shane at WrestleMania?
0: He was asked to and he said yes.
1: That's right. (laughs) That's all there is to it. He was booked by his boss and he agreed because The Undertaker's thing is he is going to wrestle at WrestleMania and he's going to wrestle whoever is put in front of him. From CM Punk, when CM Punk won the four-way, why is Undertaker fighting? Because he was booked in a match. When Shawn Michaels challenged him, why is Undertaker fighting? Cuz Shawn Michaels challenged him. Why is why is Undertaker wrestling at Triple H at WrestleMania? Because Undertaker showed up, didn't make a challenge, didn't have a match. Undertaker just shows up and Undertaker's like, "Okay, well, let's do it." You know, he just he just fights who is put in front of him, and his boss, Vince McMahon, put Shane McMahon in front of him. So the Undertaker is doing it. And this, you know, you know, don't think too hard is what gets me. Because that is simple thinking, yes. And there could be more depth added to it, sure. But that's all there is to it, and that's really all you need. Undertaker was booked in a match. Well, that that I don't buy that one bit. I don't buy this, you know, he was booked gimmick. Well, I'm sorry you don't buy it. I'm sorry you don't like it. We may not like it either, but that's why. It's the answer it's inter- to the question.
0: Yeah.
1: Go ahead. It's just the answer to the question. I mean, kind of end of story there. And I, I get the need to, like, I want more. I want a legit story. This is WrestleMania. It should be a bigger story than this. And it, it just, you know, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens was booked in a match by his boss for WrestleMania. He's just doing it. It's not the match he wanted. It's not what he originally thought would be happening. But Kevin Owens is going to wrestle at WrestleMania for the same reasons.
0: They're, they've added a bit of a wrinkle. I don't know if you realize this on commentary or at least in hype pieces is that it's about the undertaker protecting his legacy. (laughs) I'm like, really? That's, that's even more. You, you want depth kids. You say it doesn't make sense. How's that for contrivance? Yeah. And that's, (laughs) and that's
1: another issue because undertaker isn't, isn't saying anything to that effect. They're just saying it for him. And you know what, you know, because that, that issue is out there. I understand completely how those are saying, you know, why is he fighting? What's his motivation? Like, why would he be doing it? But what's the other option? The other option is he leaves and he doesn't get his WrestleMania. And that's Undertaker's livelihood at this point, right? Undertaker came back to fight Brock Lesnar anywhere because he was so upset that his WrestleMania legacy ended. Undertaker right now is all about WrestleMania. Go ahead.
0: I'd rather you have no motivation than a stupid motivation. Sure. I mean, I just, I don't, well, why this? Well, maybe they could come up with something where, do you want them to come up with something? No. Just just leave it as simple as possible and let us do the thinking.
1: Yeah, I we had, you know, and, and we went back and forth on this. And, you know, some reason I'm getting is, you know, well, just because Vince books him in a, in a match. I mean, Undertaker tried to beat him up last week. Obviously, he doesn't respect his authority. Well, you never have people respecting the authority's power. I mean, Roman Reigns, Steve Austin, the Undertaker here. It, it's what happens. Doesn't mean they stop doing their jobs. They still go into matches that they're booked in, whether they're they have solid motivation or whether we have to just assume what the basic motivation is. But I mean, it, I just think it's that simple. I just think it's as simple and it's logical. And if you're going to say it's not logical, you're wrong. You're just incorrect. And when I tell you don't think too hard about it, it's not you know don't think because thinking will provide logic loopholes. No, it's just. The answer's there. Move on to something else. Think about something else, because the answer is right there, right in front of you. But this Undertaker-Shane match, and I agree with a lot of the statements, too. I, I think there could have been more depth in this. I think you could have had a better reason for The Undertaker. But, you know, Vince McMahon knows The Undertaker at WrestleMania is basically unbeatable. So if you're going to want to protect your brand or protect WWE against Shane McMahon, who are you going to put in there, the most unbeatable one? And that's The Undertaker. And why is Undertaker doing it? Because he was called upon. He he isn't really doing Vince McMahon's bidding. It's more of a coincidence. No, like he's back. This is the match he was given a win over Shane will affect be doing Vince's bidding, but that's not why he's coming back. He's not coming back to do Vince's bidding. He's coming back to wrestle a match that was put in front of him.
0: Yeah, I, I have nothing to add.
1: Speaking of matches that are put in front of you, we're going to have a divas tag match. Oh geez. How hyped? Tell me how hyped. <laughs> I don't even know what the team. It's Lana and who? Lana, Tamina, and uh, and Naomi. Correct. Yes. And the question is. is, who is the fourth person? This isn't even on the official is there list. A four?
0: Are you sure there's a four?
1: I believe it's four on four.
0: Okay. What? Are, what? Are, okay. No. It's gonna. Oh, it's it's gonna be Lana. Uh. Oh, it'll be Lana, Team Bad, and Summer Rae.
1: Summer Rae. Yeah. Yeah. Because the against- question. The question was, who was the fourth member going to be? And I wonder if they're going to bring someone else back, honestly, because right now they have three on three because it's Alicia. Uh, what is It's is Alicia,
0: Bree- Alicia, Bree and uh, and Paige. Right? Well,
1: no, we don't have Bree in there yet. We have oh. Alicia, Natalia and Paige. So uh, I wonder if we're going to get the fourths here on Smackdown, if they're going to be surprise fourths, if if uh, Alundra Blaze is going to come back and wrestle.
0: No, it would be either Bree or Lita.
1: Bree makes the most sense to be on that team, but then that kind of plays into a story that's coming out today that Daniel Bryan is going to be missing the European tour that he was scheduled on and no longer a part of the MSG Daniel Bryan appreciation night.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I think that's smart to be honest with you. If, if I'm Daniel Bryan, I don't want to be hanging around my old job where I can't perform. Especially because you know because he wants you to time what,
1: off. yeah, you know what hurts him.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. Why Why would I want to do that? You're, I mean, it almost feels like they're torturing him on purpose almost. <laughs> hey, we're going to just use you for your pops. And then, you know what, you you can go and do whatever. Right.
1: I mean, a similar reason to why we didn't think that he would ever be like the GM of a show, because, you know, when something is taken away from you before you really want it to be, you don't stick around. I mean, same thing with Edge. You know, you don't really see Christian around at live events. So there's a little bit of separation there when you when you are doing what you love and Brian Danielson loved it and you can't do it anymore you're not just going to hang around. Right. So who knows if Bree's going to be a part of this match? Who knows who the fourth people are going to be? I would assume it's going to be made official coming up here at SmackDown, which is tonight in Boston, I believe. But right now we have 9 matches announced and that is without the uh Divas tag match and that is without uh one other that I've already since forgotten. Battle Royal. No, the Battle Royal is official. This is what we have so far. Excuse me. Ugh. This is what we have so far for WrestleMania. We have Triple H and Roman Reigns in the main event. Mm-hmm. We have Shane versus The Undertaker in Hell in a Cell. Keep going. Dean Ambrose, Brock Lesnar in the No Holds Barred Street Fight. Charlotte versus Becky versus Sasha. The Usos versus the Dudleys is a tag team match that's happening on this show. Probably a tables match. But it's a tag team match that's happening on WrestleMania. Talk about a pre-show match, really. The New Day versus the League of Nations in a four-on-three handicap match. Kalisto versus the Ryback for the U.S. title. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And then the Intercontinental uh, Championship Ladder match. So the two that we're missing right now are the Divas tag and AJ Styles and Chris Jericho. Ah. So if those two are added, we have 11 matches, nine on the main show, if we get two, in fact, on the pre-show. The pre-show, by the way, this year is going to be shown on USA Network. So it's going Mm -hmm. to be on USA Network and the WWE Network. So you're going to get a live match, kind of uh, back in the day of Sunday Night Heat, really. You're going to get a live match previewing uh, WrestleMania, the last-ditch effort to buy the show.
0: I'm going to get 11 live matches.
1: Yes, you are. Yes, you are going to get eleven live matches. Oh. Not, not good for you know what? Good for Sami Zayn because Sami Zayn is going to be on both shows. He's going to be in the main WrestleMania plus NXT Takeover Dallas. Uh, Zach Ryder has the chance to be working two shows too if they tape a little TV.
0: I think they will. Yeah, you
1: might have uh, Mojo Raleigh and Zach Ryder. They're,
0: t- they're taping some stuff at Access. I'm they
1: are sure. going to tape a couple of weeks of TV at Access. So the question of when will April TV be taped? Uh, they have everything taped up until NXT Takeover Dallas, and then the next night at uh, at Access before the Hall of Fame, uh, they will be taping TV for a couple of weeks, and then they got a TV taping booked for full sale at the end of April. So there you have it. You're going to have some interesting, uh, interesting aesthetics for TV. Coming up in April for NXT, but that is your WrestleMania card right now. If I had to say, uh, Jeff, one match on that show that you're most looking forward to, whether it's in ring, whether it's uh, it's the consequences of the match, what would be what would be your one? Is there one like do you have you not even thought about like which match am I really looking forward to or because because some people I'm sure are taking the approach that, you know, I'm looking at this as a whole show. And the show may not be super appealing to me, so I haven't even thought about one or two matches that are most appealing.
0: The one with the most unknown quantities to me is the triple threat for the Divas title, and that's the one I'm looking forward to. Okay. I want to I want to see how they do on the big stage, and I'm kind of interested to see who wins because I think I know, but um, I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> we're we're going to do our full uh, WrestleMania preview show next week on Tuesday, so we will have... The full WrestleMania preview and predictions, everything that's going on. We'll talk, maybe Jeff will talk about all the events that uh, are going to be happening that, you know, the tickets have been bought for. Uh, Because I don't believe they're going to be doing a real SmackDown. It's going to be kind of tradition now where they do the Raw and tape some stuff for SmackDown after Raw and then do some live cut ins on Thursday of the access events. But it won't be a real SmackDown. We'll know the entire card and have everything finalized, probably by tonight, but definitely by the end of Monday. Uh, so we'll be able to do that preview. Uh, we um, probably will also have our next top 100 match and the like. Uh, but what else from Raw, Jeff? I mean, we talked about this WrestleMania card. We talked about Undertaker and Shane. Uh, this Raw, which hasn't been lighting up the TV ratings. Um, Roman. It was, Ra- bad,
0: it was a bad Raw overall. But, so, I mean, yeah, it,
1: bad Raw overall.
0: With the exception. That Kevin Owens-AJ Styles match, yeah, nine-tenths nine, nine of it was fantastic. Might be the TV match of the year so far, in my opinion.
1: Kevin Owens has been great. AJ Styles is, uh, what an eclectic year he's had. Mm. I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura, Rey Mysterio Jr., Curtis Axel. <laughs> all guys that have been in the ring. Zack Sabre Jr.
0: Yeah, the guys. only this? The only thing it was really like, la- that 110th where Jericho comes down and does the distraction into schoolboy, I would have much rather he hit him with an object and knocked him out if you're going to do the whole pin thing. Because up until that, that match was really, really sweet. And it wasn't in a WWE style, it was a three segment house show, main event style match. Plenty of kickouts, plenty of drama. JBL even said they've opened up their arsenals. Yep. Michael Cole was geeked out about it. I mean, it was just, it was just, You know, I I know it was pandering to the Philly crowd a little bit here. But other than that, I mean, I had forgotten about that cynically. I I was into it. I loved it. So that was interesting. And then the rest of the show was Vince. Vince may have killed off the city of Philadelphia as a hot town for wrestling in terms of crowds that you could count on with with that. Because that main event died a death.
1: Yeah, the main event died. I mean, it was an interesting strategy. Put Dean Ambrose on the main event. He usually gets really good at reactions, but uh, didn't quite work. Unfortunately, they made,
0: yeah, they decided to repackage Roman now. He's now the strong, silent type who kicks ass two weeks before WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, a little late.
0: Yeah, just a tad. And now he doesn't even come through the crowd. So let me ask you this. Is him coming from the back now? Is this a change in character or is this a change in philosophy on what they think of Roman Reigns?
1: No, it's just it's just the change they wanted to stop having him come up from the the top, you know, everyone goes through this. You know, when you okay. do the cool entrance right away, eventually you change that entrance. Everyone does it. I mean, Alberto Del Rio lost the cars. Like eventually you just got to kind of stop doing that, you know, crazy thing and come out the top like normal. So, Roman Reigns had his injury, he comes back and now they can just kind of start fresh with Roman coming out of the back. I I don't think there was much much to it other than they wanted him to start coming from the back. I don't think there's any shift there, but there, I mean, there is a shifting character. Maybe that's part of it because, you know, you're right. He's the strong, silent type. He is the guy he was in the shield. He's back Roman Reigns, but it it was a little, a little too late, a little too late for that.
0: They were hiding him. They were hiding him from Philly.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, after the match, after the show ended, Luke Harper looks like he may have suffered a knee injury. And, you know, the, the bad wave of injuries continues. Uh, for Luke Harper, too, because uh, we thought maybe a couple weeks ago he might have hurt his elbow, and thankfully it was a near miss. He was okay. But this time, it, we'll see. I don't. We don't know never, what the injury is, but we'll see.
0: It can never be guys I don't like. It's always the guys I like. It's like
1: not that we're Eric, advocating Eric for Rowan injuries. Is,
0: Eric Rowan is never put on the shelf. Well, Seamus is never put on the shelf.
1: Well, that's not true. Rowan was.
0: Oh, that's right. And
1: Sheamus has been, too.
0: Uh, not long enough.
1: Okay. There we have it. <laughs> There we have it. We, you know, they're injured, just not for the three years that we would hope. They don't have the Daniel Bryan injury where they can just kind of go away. That's what Jeff's hoping for. Oh, Jeff. I'm sorry. Oh, Jeffrey. How's this for a segue that actually makes sense to uh to our topics of the show in WWE and NXT? The Global Cruiserweight Series is only a couple of months away. And now there is one less name as a possibility for being inside that series. This is my gift to you, Jeff Hawkins. Don't
0: hurt me. Don't hurt me.
1: No, I'm not. I'm giving you time oh. to uh, confess your sadness and your despair over the deportation of Speedball Mike Bailey, who could possibly have been in this tournament, right? I mean, he was an Evolve wrestler. Uh, yeah. He has no TV contracts here in the U.S. Correct. Um This guy could have been part of the Global Cruiserweight Series, Speedball Mike Bailey, a relatively new name to the indie scene, Uh, but now he's not. He's deported. He is out of the country for five years for routinely lying about his reasons for coming into the country, Uh, so he's gone, and I'm giving you the floor now to talk about Speedball Mike Bailey.
0: Speedball Mike Bailey is one of my top attractions when I go to PWG. Always entertaining, always high energy. Love his matches. Always something different. Keeps me energized in the middle of the ring. I thought if the WWE officials had seen him on this weekend, which, you know, they're going to be scouting these Evolve events a bit for talent for this tournament, I think they would have fallen in love with him. And you don't mess with the U.S. government, kids. If it was the U.S. government that caught him and not Canada necessarily. But I know it's a tax issue. I know it's work visas and the like, and that costs money. but. It's worth paying to follow the law rather than to take your chances. Um, and it's just a shame. Five years is a long time. Now, he's a fairly young dude. I think he's, what, 22,
1: 23? Yeah, he's young. But, it, it, I mean, it's a long time. I mean, and there, you could risk there pl- getting noticed, and you well, can also risk your future when you come back. Like, this guy might be trouble kind of thing.
0: Well, I do think there are some options here. He, he can work Mexico and Japan and other Indies outside of the United States. He won't get as much exposure. If WWE so choose, they could probably take on his case and get him a work visa and clear up all this mess. If they wanted to pay those fees. I don't know if they do, if oh, they don't god, feel no. it's worth it. No. Oh god, no. Um and he's also fighting it, supposedly. I don't know how he's gonna fight it. If he's been basically saying he's coming here on vacation and they just look and they see the number of stamps on the passport, they'll know that's not necessarily true, I don't think. Um but, I mean, yeah, five years is an eternity in a career. So, you know, you you, you hope it's for the best. I mean, I believe there's uh, uh, one of the, who, Player Uno's partner in the Super, is it Super Smash Brothers? Is that the name of the team? Is Canadian. He, uh, he's been having visa issues. It's been a lot, about a lot
1: lately. I mean, remember, you know, last year might have been two years ago now since we're in early 2016. Elgin, Elgin had issues. Michael, Michael yeah. Elgin had the same issues. Yeah, thankfully wasn't gone too long and now look at him
0: how'd he get those cleared up that's interesting
1: i don't know and it, it might not have been the same thing either okay. could have been something different we don't know but he had similar issues and now it's all completely uh completely back to normal for mr mike elgin big
0: mike yeah, that's a sad but it's, but it's a it's a shame because he was he had a star on the ascent and now he has to go you know kind of hustle a little bit more to make up for that lost income <laughs>
1: A state that DraftKings, Yahoo, and FanDuel have just pulled out of New York saying no legalized gambling or no play of DraftKings in New York. That state just approved MMA today.
0: Oh, did they approve it? Because the the hearings on that were beyond
1: ridiculous. It is official. New York has legalized MMA after the uh, 20-year ban, which started in 1997. So they have legalized MMA. So now MSG is going to have a new tenant. For maybe one show per year, maybe one show per two years, maybe a couple shows per year. We'll see.
0: Oh Rob, the stupid was strong in that room.
1: I was <laughs> following a little bit of it on uh on Twitter. I was following a little bit of all the uh the statements. But sometimes, you know what, for those who are really opposed to MMA, you know, they're gonna go to the extreme. They wanna scare everyone else. They want to make sure their their stance wins. So I can understand that in almost any issue where you kind of go to the extreme. You know, legalizing MMA is going to, you know, increase child porn. Yeah. Like, and that's a legitimate thing that was said during this meeting. Like, there was a lot of stupid things being said, but you know what? Some people go to the extreme to make sure their side wins, but they didn't win this time. UFC, MMA, legalized in New York. Is that a big deal? You're going to go to MSG for a UFC show, Jeffrey?
0: I won't go to I won't go to New York City ever again. I don't think I lived there for
1: a short time. I didn't enjoy it particularly. Well, never going again. And let me let me ask you, okay, Jeff? Okay, you stunned me yesterday. How so? You stunned me. I uh, I have come to realize, unless you were joking, that your name, Jeffrey, is spelled with a G. Yes. That's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> so why don't you do the uh, the G E O F F
1: then, then? If you're uh, just doing Jeff. Why because you-
0: when I, because when i was a kid um and you'd have you'd have teachers with the uh with the roll books in there and your names would be written in cursive yeah they'd botch it they would ah. botch it every time it would be uh you know uh, joffrey godfrey gregory i said just call me jeff j e f f and that was it
1: and how old were you at this
0: time i was uh kindergarten
1: so a little kid kindergartner jeff yeah. Is making life decisions about his name that would uh that would stay true o- today.
0: Well there was another kid named Jeff in the class who spelled it J E F F and I just decided, well, there you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll I'll be like him. I'll be like him, mommy and daddy. I'm Jeff. So what were your what were your parents doing? Were they always writing Jeffrey on everything? Uh... like the whole shebang? Because you know, some people probably when they name their kid and they name him a long name, they want to keep that long name, otherwise they feel like, Why did I do that?
0: I think it's just to get away from the British spelling. I think that's all it was. I I don't, I don't even remember. I could always ask them. What was I doing in my preschool years? I, I've always just known that I've spelled J E F F, but my real name is not. So. Oh, all
1: right. Well, that that's the breaking news that I heard yesterday.
0: Yeah. Can we, can
1: we talk Jeff?
0: Yes, we can
1: about maybe the <laughs> best segment on WWE raw last night. Sure. And this was all throughout the show. Stephanie McMahon was getting interrupted by Kevin Owens to uh, to figure out and to kind of play the game of what the Intercontinental title match would be at WrestleMania. Didn't work out for Kevin Owens, obviously, but he tried. And Stephanie was waiting for Triple H. Triple H wasn't at the show. He wanted to steer clear of all the bullshit that was happening. Probably wanted to steer clear of Roman Reigns, really. So Stephanie, unable to take the banter from Kevin Owens, wants to leave Raw early. So she asked Triple H to come pick her up To come pick her up in Philadelphia. Take me home to New York. I gotta get out of this place. Triple H shows up. Stephanie gets in the car. And they're about to hightail it. Out of the arena. Back to New York. Back to Stamford, Connecticut. Right? But their plans go awry. And this brings us to the return of Shake Them Ropes Theater.
0: Oh my God, Hunter! This sweaty Canadian was talking to me. Can we just leave? Maybe pick up a cheesesteak on the way to the airport, please.
1: I'm actually quite fond of of that Canadian, Kevin Owens. He he's my boy. I I hired him to NXT, but yes. What I, is,
0: hold on. What is why is the garage door closed? It would only take me thirty seconds to get to, from my office into the SUV.
1: Well, see what what I what I did <clears throat> what, what I did was I told the guy, "Let's back up." Let's just back up awkwardly, close the door, in case anyone wanted to, you know, surprise us. And he did. He he did that. But no one's gonna surprise us, honey. Just just get in the car. Let's let's get in the car and let and let's go back to Stamford, Connecticut, free and clear of of these Canadians that you're so so
0: awful with today. He was just so sweaty and smelly, but fine. Man. Okay, I mean. Now we have to wait for this security guard who does not look like he's very interested to open this door.
1: Driver, driver, open the door. Open the, I don't know why I've gone back into Hunter Hurst Hemsley mode, but open the door. Open the door. Wait my, wait a second. That
0: was my favorite character of yours. I just loved the blue
1: blood. Is that what is that what got you, baby?
0: Well, it was more your terrorizing than anything.
1: Oh, I don't I don't believe that was anything that ever happened but what there there appears to be a, a set of feet at, at the front door there, there are, pe- are
0: shins there are shins wait a second the wait
1: wait a, i see knee pads and are those army pants are those black are those security guards is the big boss man here
0: I don't know. Are the kids behaving lately? I mean, I don't want to have to pay any extra for the sitter while I'm, I'm, I'm waiting around. I, for I feel
1: like we've been waiting for this door to open for about half an hour, <sighs> and I want to get back to New York. Raw has ended. I wonder what the Canadian is doing. I wonder if he is Hunter. accepted.
0: Hunter, Hunter, I think that's Roman.
1: Wait a second. No, how, do you, how do you know? All we can see is the bottom of someone's very long, greasy hair.
0: We won't let anyone else have long, greasy hair. It's an edict for my father.
1: Do you think he has a gift for us,
0: Hunter? Lock the doors. Will you lock the doors, please? It's just a button over there on your left. I
1: I cannot be attacked by this man tonight because Hunter, I he's
0: walking over here. No, the I'm, door.
1: I'm sure he's just lost. I'm sure he's going out to the ring to help his friend Dean Ambrose. I don't even have my belt here. My belt Hunter, is somewhere.
0: Lock the damn door, we, he's
1: Stephanie. Ste- over here. Stephanie, calm down. He's not going to bring us out of this car i'm with my wife he is a man of principle and of family he is not going to attack me in front of my loved one wait wait a second we'll just wait we'll just wait here wait 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 a second Why, why is he coming to the door i, th- I thought he was going to the ring why is he coming to the door oh oh, oh my god roman ray Re- ah! ah ah ah
0: told you to lock the door ah
1: Ah, I I'm I'm being ah, punched but I I feel I must comment on your awkwardly shrill scream Stephanie. Oh.
0: Uh, uh. I need some cheese. Ah.
1: And that concludes one of the most <laughs> awkward and awful STR theaters we may have ever done or ever conceived of. Like I'm I think everyone turned off their their iPod right then.
0: Don't glow on my bit ever again. No, it, it was fine. It was just, you know, it was just such a <laughs> the okay. point the point is it this took forever The door opened forever it, it took, took forever for- and then it's like just lock the door dummy you want to talk about illogical
1: <laughs> why why are they backing into the arena to pick up Steph and the door closes after them you think really I mean obviously I guess if their thinking was someone might break <laughs> into the place they were right because Roman Reigns was right there but if the door was closed it didn't stop anybody because Roman Reigns just had to wait and how just- did Roman Reigns know what was going to happen
0: How do you know which door they were going to be at?
1: Which door, when, why, where? Come on.
0: And that security guard just had no cares in the world. Just, yeah, whatever. Get your fake sport out of here.
1: Took forever.
0: I did love every time you cleared your throat, your accent changed. That was brilliant. Because we don't do good accents here. They're all supposed to be poor.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I was told today, literally I was told today that my British accent is awful.
0: (laughs) Why did you have to pull up a British accent?
1: I didn't have to. Oh, sometimes, Jeff, to? sometimes, <laughs> Jeff, you just want to. Uh,
0: I, no, I had a commercial audition once where they bring us all in there, and then all of a sudden they throw out, can you do a British accent? And I said, lady, does it, do I have a British accent on my resume? And they go, no, but you need to learn what I go. Why won't you hire a British guy then?
1: I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you're Johnny Drama. From Entourage, where you just, you finally, you go into an audition, they ask you to do something, and instead of saying, yeah, I'll try it, you say, you you basically do everything to uh, annoy them.
0: Oh, no, 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 I tried it. Okay. They go, that's the worst accent we've ever
1: heard. I and go, you were like, yeah, I know.
0: I go, it's a non-speaking part. Nobody told me I did a British accent. If you did, I wouldn't have taken the audition and wasted your time. I was more than apologetic about the whole thing.
1: I'm a little curious to find out how in a non-speaking role they ask you to do a British accent if they keep it to a non-speaking role. Like just imagine you're playing a British guy in this non-speaking part. <laughs> Sit down at this table as if a Brit would be sitting down at this table.
0: Yeah, they it's like we want British looking people. I want you to okay, give a great.
1: I don't want you to stare at me like I'm like you're an American. I want you to stare at me like you're a British person.
0: No, but you'll get those types of things sometimes just to go off on a, on a a bit of a weird tangent here real quick. Like I I did a little Caesars, whoever does their ad campaigns always love to bring me in and then bring me in for a callback and never book me. I don't know why that is, but I went to one and you're sitting there and it's taken forever because like the art director and the director have been having a fight outside and each couple's getting like 20 minutes for an audition. And then they come out and they go, all right, who here knows Spanish? And if not, can you memorize this phonetically? (laughs) I'm like, great. Now they're trying to save money on the Spanish version of the commercial. And I don't speak Spanish. So, and of course my audition was one take. Okay. Thank you. After waiting two and a half hours to go in the room. (laughs) That's
1: how it goes. That's how it, at least that's how I've been told. That's how it goes. I don't know.
0: It sucks. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. The world cup thing was the thing for the British thing. So they're like, well, just in case you have to talk. I'm like, It's a non-speaking role. All I'd have to do is cheer. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Speaking of acting, The Rock is an actor. Somewhat. Oh, what? Come on now. (laughs) This guy's got classics all over the place. We are going to talk about our top 100 match, our top 100 matches to see on WWE Network before you die. The Rock versus Hulk Hogan from WrestleMania X8, WrestleMania 18, uh, Man
0: with $150 million private parts.
1: I tell you what, though. Yeah, I would almost <laughs> put this match even higher on the... But yeah, I mean, it's timely. Hulk Hogan is in the news because he won his Gawker lawsuit, getting almost $150 million. Unreal. Uh, probably won't see much of that. But uh, yeah, he is a winner. He is a winner before appeals of $150 million uh, versus Gawker Media. And Hulk Hogan, uh, this was the return this was Hulk Hogan in the NWO coming into WWE, WWF at the time, and uh, Hulk Hogan in the Rock, the two biggest icons, a match where I could see this being in the top 10 of matches. Like, if you really want to go see really important matches, Hulk Hogan in the Rock is one of those really, really, really important matches that you should go see. Uh, your memory level of this time period, Jeff, on a scale of 1 to 10 would be about what?
0: I'd say about a strong 6. I, I you know what you overvalue this more than I do, I think. Cause you um, this is more your wheelhouse of nostalgia. I'm already it's the Rock and Hulk Hogan though, man. I get it's, it, I get it. And you know what? It's it's not a good match though. It's a crowd fueled match. The crowd makes this match. Yes. The crowd is awesome. The
1: man. crowd made the entire program. The crowd made Hulk Hogan that year back.
0: Yeah. I mean this was I mean, this this was, you know what, I'm gonna go out there and prove I can hang with the rock and you know, Hogan can't move at this point. Not that he was a great worker before, but I mean, it's it's clearly evident here. But the joy in this match for me watching it, and I did enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a Hulk Hogan fan, as anyone who's listened to this program more than twice has probably gathered. But was the shock and awe of how the audience responded to Hogan and how Hogan in turn would corpse a little and then play up back to the audience because he just couldn't help himself even though he's supposed to be the heel in this match
1: he was supposed was to be the heel yeah i mean you had the nwo coming back as vince mcmahon's poison he wanted to kill the wwe
0: i'm gonna inject i'm gonna inject my company with a bit of poison
1: <laughs> the rare the rare big storyline development on smackdown I mean we don't get that much these days anymore but uh you had vince mcmahon you know, bringing in the NWO because he wanted to kill it. He wanted to make sure that no one else could enjoy it if he was going to be out of power. So he brought in the NWO to kill it. And what does the NWO do, NWO do on their first night? At first, they talk about how they can't wait to be here, just want to hang with the boys, and want to be a positive presence in WWE, completely undoing whatever the storyline was. And then, of course, by the end of the night, uh, they're attacking everyone. They attack The Rock. Uh, and the program is built. The program is built on the way to WrestleMania of Hulk Hogan versus the rock, a build up to WrestleMania that included Hulk Hogan and the NWO running over the rock. I believe in a cement truck.
0: That's a possibility to
1: a limo, mm-hmm. almost murdering the rock. But the rock was of course, completely okay at WrestleMania. And you had heel Hulk Hogan, black and white NWO Hulk Hogan, going up against The Rock, uh, fan favorite. But yeah, in the in the promos leading up to the match, because, and this was the, uh, the famous, they made the match by having a stare down on Raw. And, you know, it was a super long segment just because they were taking in the crowd reactions. The crowd reactions were insane. Pro Hulk Hogan, anti Hulk Hogan, pro Rock, anti Rock, going back and forth. They did the stare. They would each look the other way. Uh, amazing buildup, really, in a lot of instances. Not so much the running over The Rock part.
0: But well, get, it was also one of those things where Hogan was kind of the, he was a heel, but he was almost a reluctant heel compared to both Nash and Hall.
1: And he was also, I mean, they, when they brought back Batista, let's just a, a recent example. When they brought back Batista to go into WrestleMania 30, they think, okay, this guy was long, long enough. He was gone long enough. He's coming back. The fans are going to cheer him. They didn't think that way with Hulk Hogan. They thought the fans will boo him. And it was kind of the opposite. The fans wanted to see a baby face. They wanted to see their hero, Hulk Hogan, because while WWE brought him back as a relevant current character, really the fans kind of saw him as a nostalgia character at that point.
0: Especially Toronto, where he had had, you know, that's where the Hogan warrior match was. I mean, Toronto had a lot of nostalgia for Hulk Hogan oh, and, absolutely. They di- and they didn't anticipate that at all. It would appear in the build
1: and maybe, well, they didn't anticipate it during the build. It didn't look like, cause he was starting to get positive reactions on the road to WrestleMania. Like there would be raws where he was getting some, you know, cheers and whatnot. Right. They did appear to think that it was a possibility or think that it was probable that he would get cheered in Toronto because they did the angle afterwards uh, with the NWO turning on Hulk Hogan and the rock kind of helping him. Um, the match here, you're right. The match wasn't the best match ever, but it was all about atmosphere. And the atmosphere yeah, it... for this match was absolutely fantastic. And it lifted you like it, the the 16 minutes this match went went by quickly because you're just like, oh, my God, this is Hulk Hogan. This is The Rock. Two of the biggest stars there have ever been in pro wrestling are in the ring when we never thought it was possible. And they go out there and try to have a Rock WrestleMania match because, you know, it's in the ring for a little bit. It goes out. They, you know, Rock messes around with the tables. Then they yes. get back in the ring. They're doing counter after counter after counter. You know, each other's finishing moves. It was a late Rock WrestleMania match. It's the same match he had with Steve Austin in a lot of ways. Uh, okay, I, I'll I'll buy that. I, I mean, the WrestleMania match he had the next year at WrestleMania 19, not the previous ones, but the WrestleMania 19 match. The Rock had his WrestleMania formula.
0: Yes, he did. Yeah, it's, it's, it started out as a wrestling match. And then turn into a bit of a brawl on the outside, go back in and hit your finishers. Yeah. That that's 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 the rock match. But yeah, no. Um <laughs> yeah, the atmosphere here draws you in. There, there's no doubt. And it and it's a fine story match, especially my God, when they teased Hogan getting the pin after the leg drop. Yep. This crowd just they bought it. Oh, Everybody yeah. there bought it.
1: Because they wanted to go he'd nuts already for him. He'd already,
0: he'd already kicked out of the rock bottom, so there's your false finish number one. They're not possibly gonna do two. they never do something like that, but yeah, um, <laughs> that makes up for all the say the like as a matter, there was one clothesline line on the outside when uh, after the referee takes away the chair from rock that I just went, oh man, <laughs> I barely even grazed him. <laughs> But no, it's a fun, it's a fun Hogan match here. And just for me as a, as a performer watching Hogan corpse real quick and then get, get, get his, get his composure back in those first few minutes. Like when he, when he throws rock off after the uh, lockup and he gets the cheer and he's just amazed going, what the heck is going on here? It's amazing to kind of watch that kind of sparkle there.
1: Yeah, no, I I thought, I mean, this is a really fun match to watch and It's not that I mean, what would you say? Because sometimes on these matches, we talk about, you know, Dave Meltzer, who pretty much rates all the pay-per-views on a one to five star scale. You know, a lot of people go to Dave Meltzer to kind of get his recommendation on matches. What do you think Dave Meltzer gave this one back in 2002? One to five stars, The Rock and Hulk Hogan. Knowing that Dave Meltzer is a pretty big pro rock and, you know, friends with The Rock.
0: Well, I know figure four gave it four stars, so I'll go maybe four and a quarter. He
1: gave it three, three. He, he was okay. a little tempered because you're right. I mean, the match itself was kind of slow. It's kind of prodding. Um, He's they, more
0: of a work rate guy. He's not an atmosphere guy. He's more of a work rate and and time and place kind of guy. But this, so.
1: but this atmosphere was yeah. just absolutely fantastic. It was not the main event of the show. It probably should have been because then you had Jazz, Lita, and Trish Stratus go out there to try and be a buffer to Triple H and Jericho. And yes. Triple H and Jericho was kind of like the main event this year with Roman Reigns and Triple H uh, and kind of like the WrestleMania 25 main event of you know Triple H and Randy Orton, you know Triple H is just going to get that main event slot. It's the championship match in the main event slot. But there was a match on the card that was a much bigger deal and probably should have closed the show. And on this one, Rock and Hogan probably should have closed the show.
0: I, you know, I disagree in really? some ways because there's no way you could have anticipated this crowd reacting like they did. If you knew what you knew now, yes, they closed. But then. Hogan was so. I mean, Hogan wasn't like you said. He's not a great in-ring worker, so you don't know if they're just going to crap all over it by Hogan just doing the same old stuff he had been for years. You didn't know they were going to be this nostalgic. That's true. No, it was. So, so I viewed it. I view it as it being in the exact right place. You put it in a place where if it's hot, it's great, and you have a cool-down match. But if it stinks on ice you're not putting in the main event slot and that's not the last memory of the show
1: no that's true i mean you're right and then they did it again at wrestlemania 25 when they had undertaker and Shawn michaels and that was the more heated match and at the end of the day was the better match and probably should have gone on last and then they learned from the next year when they did hbk's retirement as the main event what do you think about this year it kind of plays into this year's wrestlemania you have triple h and roman reigns you have Shane and the Undertaker in the Hell in a Cell, and you also have Dean and Brock. I don't think Dean and Brock would be last on this show, but no. what do you think the chances are that they put Undertaker and Shane last on this uh, WrestleMania
0: 32? I think it's almost a certainty. Really? Yeah, because of the stipulation therein. If, you know, if Shane runs the company, you don't put that match on before Hunter. I don't think. I think you put, I think. I think because that's the match really being pushed. I think that since that's the match all over all the uh, advertising and whatnot, huh. I think Undertaker Shane's going on last. I could be wrong. I, I have no problem being wrong on that one.
1: And it wouldn't just be a pro Shane Undertaker vote. It would also be an anti-Roman vote if that was the case, right? Because you're, part of your factoring in is the fear that the crowd just will crap all over crap Roman all Reigns over and Triple Roman. H. Yeah. So you're risking closing WrestleMania where everyone is booing and hating on it. And if they hate on it, it's the second to last match. It's not that big of a deal because you're going to close out with Undertaker.
0: Correct. Right. And that's always going to send the fans home happy.
1: I bet it's going to be one of those 50-50 decisions that Vince is thinking about You know, all the way leading up to the day of the show.
0: Yeah, that's, I think there's belief. a few of those 50-50 decisions going on right now. Jericho and AJ. I could just see him going, okay, we'll put Jericho over here.
1: <laughs> I wonder what kind of match it's gonna be, because you can make the case for maybe a two out of three falls match. You can make the case for obviously lose or leave town, but you're right, I didn't even think about that leading up to the show. It's it's somewhat similar to the Undertaker uh storyline now, the Undertaker stipulation that if Undertaker loses, he's done. Uh, But there will be something added. Uh, You can't just go in as a one-on-one match because what else does AJ have to prove? He's beating Chris Jericho two of three times already. So why are they doing it one more time uh, outside of AJ just being annoyed that Chris Jericho keeps causing him to lose on Raw and SmackDown? Because that's probably pretty annoying. But next week, Jeff, is the big show. Next week, we are going to do our preview and predictions for WrestleMania, talking about all the WrestleMania weekend events.
0: Uh, we'll do the next match on our countdown, which, which is phenomenal. It's uh, it's Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko from Hostile City Showdown 1995.
1: Yeah, you know, ECW Hostile City Showdown 1995. Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko is match number 39 on our countdown. Uh, we're getting close too uh, to a Shawn Michaels Undertaker match, not the one from WrestleMania that we just kind of referred to. Um, well, but, what
0: amazed, well, what amazed me was the, how the number of matches that we've had in the past few weeks have yeah. all kind of been in that same time period because that NWO thing That's led right. to the Shawn Michaels-Hunter feud, which we've had a couple of those matches in the past few weeks. So
1: That's right. Yeah, we got a lot of them to go. We, uh, we're going to get back to some Randy Orton matches here, thank God. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, I love it. I love it.
0: Any um, Sid coming up?
1: Oh, I don't. I think we have one. Right.
0: We have one Sid.
1: Do we really? Do we have a Sid oh, match yeah. coming up?
0: I thought we had the war games, but that's a different war games. that's
1: coming up. I'm doing a really quick look and I can't, I can't see any Sid right now, uh, but uh, maybe one day, maybe we'll do this. Uh, think of all the matches that have been added since we started this countdown. They could always come out with another one and we have to start all over before we even finish this one. Uh, but yeah, we have some good matches coming up. So we'll get into our next match on the top 100 countdown match number 39 next week. Um, plus update everybody on what we're actually going to do for WrestleMania weekend as far as post shows and and different content. Um, go check out VoicesOfWrestling.com. We have our March Madness uh, imitation right now, Match Madness, the top 64 wrestlers fan vote tournament. Go to the vo- VOW forums at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash forums and vote for your favorite wrestlers to win Match Madness. There's a post at the main page too. get all the information on that. Anything you need to plug before we go away for
0: the week, Jeff? Virginia basketball. Sweet 16, baby. Go Duke! In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform you to listen today.